Welcome to For the Health of It. This is your host, K-Pad. Now, today I have with me a very special guest, a former student of mine, Kennedy Daniels. Kennedy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Kennedy Daniels. I am 21 years old. I am a current junior at Louisiana State University. My major is kinesiology with a concentration of pre-med. Um, I dance and cheered in high school and I currently am a dancer through the New Orleans Pelicans and this will be my second season with the team. Alright, awesome. Uh, so here at For the Health of It, we, rec- we want to recognize all athletes no matter how small or uh, different the sport may be and being that Kennedy is a dancer slash cheerleader, or dancer now, former cheerleader, uh, we want to recognize them as athletes, so I really appreciate this opportunity of Kennedy getting on with us. So Kennedy, uh, let's dive a little bit into your background, and uh, tell us how long have you been dancing? I have been dancing, well I started off young, just kind of playing around, I really didn't take it seriously, but I started seriously dancing around the age of 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do competitions, so I started looking more into videos, and, like, I saw different competition teams, and, like, I saw, like, what I wanted to start doing, so I started working harder and pursuing into that. Um, high school, I started off my freshman year on the dance team. Okay. But I kind of wanted a change of scenery, I guess you can say, because uh-huh. I already did dance outside of school, so I wanted to change it up and, like, I guess be more versatile. Right, right. And I can do both. Okay. So then I finished out my high school years doing that. And after that, I went to college, and I didn't try out my freshman year for Pelicans, but I did my sophomore and junior year. Okay. And I'm about 15 now, which is very crazy to me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Time has fly, uh, flown. Uh, you graduated 2017, correct? That is correct. All right. Man, that's a... Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but that was 10 years after I graduated. Uh, so, oh, y- y'all are like uh, <laughs> little brothers and little sisters to me. Uh, I know. It's crazy. So, uh, what's... You said you cheered in high school and you also danced in high school outside of the school itself. Uh, what's, what's the major difference between, well, you went to Biloxi High, so what's the major difference between the dance team at Biloxi High and the cheer team at Biloxi High? Then also, if you could, please go into the uh, in-depth of the difference between cheer and dance overall. Um, for high school, I guess the dynamic was just different for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I always danced outside of school, and I guess I expected it to be similar right. to what I did outside, okay. but when I finally got into it, I realized it wasn't. It wasn't the same thing. We weren't, well, I mean, we competed, but I guess it just wasn't on the same level. I think we maybe did one competition, but besides that, it was just football games, and then we did some basketball, but it wasn't really, like, the full experience of what I thought it was going to be. So that's why I switched over to cheer because I started tumbling and I figured that that was something that I enjoyed doing. So I focused more on that and cheer. 
hear it honestly a lot different from bands overall. Mm-hmm. Like, just two different spectrums. Like, yes, they're both very competitive, but cheer is competitive in its own way. Now, when I was on the team, we weren't actually in the competition part of it as much. We right. did it, like, one time, and then it didn't start getting big until, really, until after I left. Okay. Like, the amount of time and practices that they put in to cheerleading versus dance team, I feel like it's completely different. I feel like they do have a harder amount of work that they have to put in in order to be on the cheer team for high school. Okay. All right. Uh, so you said you went to L or you're at LSU currently. Why did you choose LSU versus uh, a uh, in school state or uh, in state school? Um, I honestly I went and toured. I actually did the most program at Ole Miss, and it was fun. It's just like I couldn't see myself going there. If that makes sense, it, it didn't feel right for me. Okay. As far as when I went to LSU, I knew that was somewhere that I wanted to spend my four years. Okay. Like, just something about the dynamics that they had there, the people that greeted me when I went there. It was just different. And I wanted something different. I wanted to be outside of the state. Like, I wanted to meet new people. Like, that was my goal. I didn't want to go to something where I thought felt familiar. Gotcha. Like, I wanted to step outside of the box. Okay. All right, that makes sense to me. Uh, so, why did you not try out for uh, cheer or dance when you got to LSU? Hmm. I because I actually did try out. Okay. Uh, right out of high school, so when I was a senior in high school, I tried out uh-huh. to be on the team my freshman year. Gotcha. But that was the same year that I had a knee injury. I had dislocated my knee twice my senior year. Okay. But it, it was still something that I wanted to do, so I wanted to go ahead and give it a try. Mm-hmm. Just to see, like, what happened. And I made it all the way to finals, and then, like, I got cut, like, right before they made the team. Oh. And then the coach was like, no, like, we really like you. I feel like you just should give it a year, come practice some more. And I feel like things will be better the next year. Mm-hmm. So I took her advice. I, my freshman year, like, I had my classes, but I always went to, like, different dance training classes outside of school. Like, after I left class, like, I would go to the studio, I'd be training. Mm-hmm. Uh, humble privates I did it all I didn't have privates as a coach but at the end of the day I always focused on the thing that like what's meant for you will be for you right so then after when I tried out the second year the same thing happened and I, I honestly feel like I was more prepared my second year than I was my first like the first year like I had doubts right like the entire time like I didn't know like what I did was right or wrong okay but, like my going in I felt so confident about everything and like what I put out for my audition I thought that there was no way like I couldn't have made it but then the second thing happened once again but then this time there really wasn't an explanation like I didn't talk to the coach well she never reached out to me about the auditions like I reached out to her a few times but like it was really nothing to be said gotcha so like I wasn't really as Discouraged the second time because I felt like 
I felt good about what I gave out. So I was like, if something's going to be for me, it's going to be for me. Like, you just kind of have to brush it off and keep going. Right, right, right. Now, like, what, maybe, was this for the dance team or the cheer squad? This was for dance, This right? was for the dance team. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I've been watching the dance team, like, online for, like, a year and a half before I went to LSU. And, like, they're amazing. Like, that's something that I wanted to be a part of. Gotcha. Because I feel like that's more complete the overall experience of going to LSU. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But probably, I want to say like two weeks uh-huh. after I auditioned, my friend, she called me and she was like, hey, like, do you know anything about the Pelicans audition? And I was like, I mean, you mentioned it before, but like, no, I really hadn't looked into it. Because mm-hmm. like, right before I tried off for the Tiger Girl for LSU, she texted me, she was like, I love you, and like, I want you to make the team, she was like, but if there's some reason that you don't, I want you to try out for Pell with me. Right. So then she brought it up again, and I was like, you know what, why not? So then we went to the clinics, and then we talked to the coaches and some former teammates, like some of the teammates who were already on the team, mm-hmm. and then a few of them reached out to me, they were like, we really enjoy watching you, like we think you'd be a good fit for this team. But then again, it's just like, I'm trying out for an NBA team, like, who right, right. makes it right. Like, that was what I was thinking in my head. Okay. And it was kind of unreal at the point. But then afterwards, like, we went through the process, and then it took them like, I want to say it took them like a month mm-hmm. for them to get back to us about the team. So like, that was nerve-wracking in itself, and I was like, wow. I mean, there's so much talent there. Okay. Like, I know they said they like me, but you never... You never really... really sure. Right. But you don't want to take somebody's word and, like, not go through, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, you, you mentioned you know, going through the process. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on what the process is? Yeah, so... It kind of all happened... It's a little less than a week that the tryout process happens. So you go through registration and then the first day you go in, I want to say there's maybe like 100, 110 girls there total. Mm-hmm. And then there were some guys there as well. And you all learn the choreography. Well, they teach you the choreography at the clinic before. Like gotcha. just so if you want to start, you can go ahead and work on it. Right. But once you get on actual audition day, they'll teach it to you again. And then you go in groups. They had like maybe 10 groups that they went through and like everybody did the dance okay. and then you waited for the judges vote so like I feel like you had three cuts that day so the first round was jazz and if you made it through jazz you have to go through your hip hop round mm-hmm. but aside from hip hop you have to do the first dance that you learned from earlier in the day along with the dance that you had just learned just so like they know that you can keep up with choreography gotcha and that's usually the round that they said that usually gets a lot of people because they're used to getting choreography in small amounts but like having more time to learn okay which was like a shock for a lot of people and that's what like got a lot of people cut at the end of the day okay do you feel like uh go ahead go ahead oh you can all right do you feel like uh your background of dancing since the age of 12 helped with uh, being able to be fed all those different choreography, uh, different dance moves? I absolutely did. The studio that I came from, I danced at Donna's Visual Performing Arts in Ocean Springs. Okay. Say that and one more time. I, 
Donna Visual oh. Performing Arts okay. in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Okay. Um, we had class every day. Gotcha. So every day we were learning something new. So I feel like if you had that type of environment, it was a little bit easier for you mm-hmm. to be able to pick up choreography. And then like outside of that like competition, we had conventions that we'd always used to go to where we learned dances from different choreographers all the time. So like you're always having choreography thrown at you and you have to learn it in that time period. So I definitely do feel like that gave me an advantage when it came to the audition process. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Uh I want to skip back a little bit. You talked about your senior year. You had two knee injuries. Uh, can you go a little more in depth on uh, what happened with those knee injuries? If it was a one-time thing that uh, I guess you you know they, they say it's uh, the onset is either chronic or acute. Uh, so can you go a little bit in depth about your knee injury? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually had two surgeries in high school. Uh-huh. The first one was on my shoulder, which happened my sophomore year, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I was tumbling, and I swung my arm out of place, which is kind of weird because I was always double-jointed, right. you can say. Mm-hmm. So, like, things like that would happen. Like, it would pop out of place, but, like, it would always go back in. Right. So, like, I would always think on it, like, oh, it's nothing. Like, it goes back in. Like, it's normal. Right. So, this is uh, the I, shoulder I, joint? Okay. But then, like, there's that one time I was at practice and I swung it, and then my coach was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, like it's fine. Like just give it a second. And like it was, I was just chasing around the ring. <laughs> and my mom was looking at me. She was like, "You're not okay." And I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> and we had to go to the hospital, and like it was a mess. Like I was crying, and like everybody, I don't know. It was just like. I felt like my injury that day was the center of attention because, like, when the doctor came in to relocate my shoulder, like, all the nurses came in because, like, they had never seen anything, like, happen like that before. So they all wanted to see, like, the process of me getting my shoulder popped back into place. Right. So that happened, and then I was out for a little bit, but I still cheered and everything. I don't know, like, if you saw, but I had, like, my little swing on and then like I had all my uniforms velcro because I really couldn't like put my uniforms on so I had to like snap them together all the time gotcha but that was that was a wild year but then after that I always had like loose knees as well but it was just like nothing that I thought would be serious at the end of the day like it would always slip but like it kind of go back in mm-hmm. so my senior year we put on Christmas shows every year mm-hmm. and like I had to leave roll. And I was doing my last performance. It was, like, my solo right before, like, the finale. Right. And I remember falling down to the ground. I was getting ready to do a move, and all of a sudden, my knee popped out. But it's just, like, we really can't stop because, like, the show's going on, like, everybody's about to start running on stage. So I took it upon myself to pop my knee back in place and finish out the rest of the dance. Wow. I like, 30 minutes of. And then, like, somebody backstage was like, Kennedy, like, you look upset. And I was like, my knee just popped out of place. And everybody thought I was joking. They're like, oh, you're just kidding. Like, just go back out there. Like, you're good. Right. <laughs> like, okay. So I went out there, and then, like, at the end, I 
told my dance teacher, I was like, no, like, I'm really hurt. So then they took me to the emergency room. And then they were like, well, since your knee has been shifting like this, like, you really don't have a choice but to have surgery at this point. Okay. Which I thought after my surgery, I'd only be out for, like, maybe a month. Uh But it was a lot more invasive than they expected. Like, I couldn't do pretty much anything on my own like after wow. surgery like walking with hard sitting and getting up with hard mm-hmm. it's like really discouraging for like a while because I've seen like people like my best friend Gabby she had her meniscus surgery right from basketball and she was back in like a month like she was walking right after her surgery right right but it was kind of like discouraging to me because like I wasn't able to do that gotcha. like it took me maybe like three months to like fully recover and like start walking on my own again. Okay, I remember when uh, Gabby hurt her meniscus. Uh, so was it was it also your meniscus or was there other structures involved? It was my meniscus, and then they said that they had to fully replace like my ligaments as well. So like I had a cadaver ligament put into my leg. So gotcha. they said since it was from like another person's body, it was going to take longer for it mm-hmm. to heal within my own. Okay. Do you remember who did the surgery? Or what, what facility or company? His name's Dr. Trickley. He owns his own private business. Okay. I think it's the same person that did Gabby surgery as yeah. well. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's talk about that rehab process, Kennedy. Uh, you said it took you about three months. Uh, can you go a little bit in, deep, in depth about the re- uh, rehab? Yeah, I had surgery a few weeks after graduation. It was right after my dance recital, which was in May. Okay. It was like a week after May. So hold up. You so, you got hurt in December? Mm-hmm. And you didn't have surgery until May? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I can see why it took you three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. But uh, let, let's keep going. Keep going about the uh, rehab. Well, Stop cheering. I didn't want to stop dancing. I was like, this is my senior year. Like, I don't want to miss out on any of this. And he was like, okay, well, like, as soon as it's done, like, you have to get it. Like, you have to get surgery out of the way. Okay. I was like, okay, so let me just get the marking in here first, and then we can do whatever we need to do. Okay. But for rehab, I had my surgery in May. I want to say I started walking literally right before. I went to college, and that was, like, mid-August. Ooh-wee. Yeah. It was a rough time. So, I think I was, like, bedridden for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, I really couldn't do anything. And then he moved me to crutches probably, mm-hmm. like, four weeks out. And then, like, well, really, what happened, like, I was supposed to be on crutches, but the amount of pain that I was in, like, I still had to be in a wheelchair for, like, a while. Wow. wow. Because, like, he told me, like, it was going to be a little bit worse since I did wait so long, but, like, I wasn't expecting it to be like that or, like, make my process longer for me to recover. Okay. So, he was like, yeah, like, I know, like, it's hurting, but, like, you kind of have to push through and, like, start working your knee out more. Mm-hmm. So after I started on crutches for a little bit, I started going to rehab. She did doing that. It was like, I have to go every single day. Just like, 
know you have to do it, but it's just like you don't want to do it at the end of the day. Right. So I was going to rehab like three or four times a week. They gave me exercises to do outside. And it's just like I was doing all these things, but I still felt like I wasn't getting any better for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. And like at one point, I didn't think I'd be able to actually go to school. Mm-hmm. Like in the start of for the fall semester, just because like I was so far behind where I was supposed to be. Yeah. So, like, rehabilitation? Right. So, like, we were all worried about that for a little bit. So, let me ask you, uh, during the rehab process, uh, I know most, at this point, you weren't, you weren't, uh, you were done with your senior year, so you were done cheering. Uh, were you, were you planning on, had you already tried out for the LSU dance team at this point? Yes. So, you tried out for them. So, hold on, let me get this timeline correct. You you got injured, you got injured December 2016. Mm-hmm. In between December 2016 and May 17, you tried out for LSU? I sure did. Okay, gotcha. Now it's all making sense. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, let me ask you this. The rehab process y'all were going through, uh, I know with some rehabs, they... they they treat athletes a little bit differently than they do the general population. Would you say that they were training you more as an athlete or more general population style? I said more as an athlete uh-huh. and half because I knew the trainers that were in there. Gotcha. Me and they knew everything that I was trying to do, so they were pushing me a lot harder than they would other clients. Gotcha. And was this, this wasn't with a uh, who was the rehab with? Um, What's that? Gainey. Okay. Okay. Gainey. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So you, you, you're going through your rehab process and you're getting ready for school. Uh, keep going with that. So we were... I was in rehab up until I got ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I had to check in with my doctor like one more time. It was like, in order to be able to walk around that campus, like you're gonna have to double up on your rehab, going into the clinic and like getting your exercises in. Right. So I was like, okay, well I don't wanna miss out on my freshman year. So I did that and I started walking, thankfully. I mean, for orientation, which was in July, Mm-hmm. I still have to be in a wheelchair because there's no way, like, at that point, I was going to be able to tour that entire campus, like, on foot. Right. So, they had, like, services come. They had a wheelchair for me. They had, like, a little bus to take me around everywhere, which I felt bad about because, like, I wanted to be, like, with the group and everybody. Uh-huh. And I just felt like I was being a burden to everybody. But they were really nice about it and welcoming. And they still, like, made the experience as a whole enjoyable for me. Oh, that's what's up. Shout out LSU. <laughs> Shout out to them. They're really great. Okay. But after that, like, once I experienced that, I was like, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. Like, I still want to enjoy, like, on campus. Like, I want to walk around. I want to find all my classes on my own. So, like, I started really taking therapy seriously and, like, trying to walk on my own and do all these things. And thankfully, like, I was able to walk and, like, enroll for the 
cool. I always had like the pain medications they gave me, like the walk around campus. Right. So like at night when it wore off, it was serious. I understand. I'm like, oh no, I'll be fine. Like I'm gonna need some good shoes. Like everything's gonna be perfect. Absolutely not. Man, oh man, that is crazy. So uh, we talked about that knee. Uh, what about your uh, shoulder? Did you have to do any rehab for that? I did, but it didn't take nearly as long as it did for my knee. Okay. Because like I feel like I got that done right after it happened. Gotcha. But like it didn't really have time to like get worse. Okay, so basically with the shoulder, uh, you went to the ER and he popped it back in place, and then since you. To go get some therapy done for uh, about a month, probably. Mm-hmm. I had actually had surgery on my shoulder because once that happened, he said everything tore. Oh wow! Like, like you gotta get that put back in before like that potentially gets worse. So I had surgery over the summer, and then so, like it was the start of junior year, uh-huh. and it only took me like two, maybe two months to recover out of that. Okay. And tumbling again, like I was this season, so it really didn't take me too long for that one. Okay. It was scary getting into it for sure, but oh man, that's what's up though. Uh, it's definitely yeah. a lot more successful than any injury. Yeah, definitely. You got us a little freaking warrior over here. You got NFL horror stories, all the injuries and surgeries you've been through. Know it. All right, so you said you majored in kine- or you are majoring in kinesiology with the uh, you said uh, focus on pre med. That is correct. All right, so uh, what are your plans with that? So at the moment, I have roughly two semesters left. Okay. But there's still some other classes that like I wanted to take mm-hmm. that I really wasn't able to with being on the team and traveling back and forth. Right. It's uh, basically the same thing my wife did. I think she took uh, maybe two gap years. I don't know. Because uh, I think when she graduated 2012, and then she got in med school. Yeah, she took a little more than two years, but I won't go about her business. I don't want her to cuss me out later. Uh, no, that's awesome. Let's talk about your uh, your major, the kinesiology major. I was a kinesiology major at USM. Uh, what attracted you to this major? Awesome, but like, have you ever thought about maybe doing kinesi? 
Right. And I was like, well, now I really haven't. She was like, well, you told me that you're interested in sports medicine. And honestly, she was like, medical schools get biology majors all, all the time. time. And what they don't see is PE majors. Right. Because if you get the same thing, she said, if not more, yeah. like hands on experiences. And she was like, and I do feel like it's something that you would enjoy doing more than the bio major. She was like, I'm not telling you to do it. She was like, but I just say, check it out before you actually start in the fall. Right. So I'm like, okay. So then I went and I looked at the courses and everything they have to offer. And I was like, well, I mean, it does look interesting. And like, she's right. Like, they always do bio majors. Like, why don't you want to be different? But want to, like, be, stick out when it comes to applying and in front of the panel right okay uh and that's very true my wife uh one of her classmates and she was actually one of our bridesmaids too uh she majored in english before she got into med school which was you know a little mind-blowing to me when i was in college all the way up until probably my junior year uh i didn't know you could apply for those schools like uh professional schools uh, PT, medical school, dental, all that without majoring in a field similar to that. You know, uh, kinesiology is still pretty close to medical, but I remember one girl was like, yeah, I majored, I want to major in, uh, I think she was majoring in, in media productions or something like that. And then she was still going to go major on to, major in uh, physical therapy, which was a little shocking to me, but it still was along the same lines of what you were saying. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter what you do in undergrad. Right. Like, we can major in whatever. As long as you take the classes that you need mm-hmm. in order to take your professional test, like the NCAT or the DCAT or whatever you're trying to take. Right. Like, fine. That's, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. That is very true. Very true. So, majoring in Kinesis right now, uh, what's been your favorite class so far? You want to be a physician. What type of physician do you want to be? My number one goal was always to do sports medicine. Okay. But over the years, like I started like broadening my options, and my second would be dermatology. Okay. And the reason behind that is I've always I've always cared like a lot about skincare, especially when it comes to African Americans. Right. Just because it is harder for us to find doctors that are willing to take time to help treat certain skin, like such as pigmentation. That's a big thing for me. Like I haven't found somebody that will actually like take the time to help me find something that works best for my skin. 
and not just like general stuff that they say works for everybody because it's different at the end of the day it really is right you can't compare white skin to black skin and i mean that's just true at the end of the day oh yeah i I understand i I understand i feel like if anything i would want to be an advocate for that Mm -hmm. and help find ways for people like me to treat certain things so they won't feel as bad about their skin at the end of the day because there's always something that can be done. Right. Okay. Uh, so segueing into a different topic, uh, you know, with the COVID-19, everything's on pause, as you already know. Uh, do you miss the NBA season? <laughs> I do miss it. It's so funny because we always talk about, in like our group chat with the team, about, oh, like, the season's going so fast, like, we never have any breaks, and, but now that this happens, we all have no clue, like, what to do with ourselves, like, I've never had so much free time, and it's just, like, I have no clue what to do, right. it's like, I sit at home all day, yeah, I do the same things, but you gotta take for granted what you have, like, in the moment, mm-hmm. and I feel like that happens with a lot of people, like, you don't realize what you have until it's gone right. and it's true and like, I feel like COVID-19 has been the biggest eye-opener for a lot of people like everybody's always complaining about their jobs about school like oh I don't want to wake up for class I don't want to walk across campus but now that like you genuinely don't have a choice not to do any of these things <laughs> right <laughs> you realize so, like I probably should have walked in for class. Like, I probably should have walked across campus that day. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm just stuck at home doing nothing. So it kind of, like, really makes you appreciate, like, what you have and, like, what you could and still can do with certain situations. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, so what are you doing to stay active? I know, uh, I know your mom is a big gym goer. Uh, I follow her on Facebook. So I know I know she, but the gyms are closed now. So what are y'all doing to stay active? Yeah, she actually turned our garage into a little workout area. Okay. Because once the gym, because like she was still going like right before I got home, but like once I got home, they shut the gym down completely. Uh, and she was like, "Well, that can't happen. Like we still have to do something." Right. So they were just taking like the online classes that were offered. But then, like, she was like, no, that's still not enough. Mm-hmm. So she went and bought, like, these little kickboxing bags. She got a whole bunch of weights. She was trying to set it up all night out there. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. If, I, if I get down to the, uh, the coast, I'm going to have to come check the, check out uh, Jim Daniels. Oh, I know. Well, this one's about to be popping, too. I see, I see. So, uh, what are some of your favorite exercises? My favorite exercises, so right before we, they canceled classes, I was taking a weightlifting class. Okay. And then they taught us how to put together our own schedules, which I mean, I kind of already had like different workout routines mm-hmm. from the team trainers that they usually gave us, and I would use those sometimes, but like I always wanted to try something different, so I started making my own plans, and like I just instead of using things like weights or stuff that like I didn't have mm-hmm. you can use like household objects like my mom has a whole bunch of boxes but she has like her medical papers and like prescriptions and stuff in so I use those 
and like I use them to like list and things like that. Gotcha. So I'm really making use of all of my resources these days. I try to make it a point to do something active every day because I know you can get stuck in just sitting in the house and then before you know it, it's nighttime and then you gotta go to bed again. Just yes. to wake up and do another day of nothing. Yeah, there's only so, so much uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did Pelicans, but the Pelicans have a sister organization. I, I believe they're owned by the same ownership group, the Saints uh, football. Uh, what's the difference? So, what's the difference between uh, a Saint Station and a Pelicans or a Pels dancer? And is there any correlation? Do y'all intermingle or anything like that? Yeah, no. Um, I'm actually really good friends with a lot of the Saint Station. Believe it or not, a lot of them from Baton Rouge, like, one girl actually goes to LSU with me, she's on Sensations, and I'm on Pell. Okay. And we do have practices, like, on the same day, so we can never ride with each other, because they're at different facilities. Gotcha. So, like, we got to talk about it, and laugh and joke, and be like, wow, like, if we were on the same team, we'd be able to ride together in carpool and fake gas, and I was like, oh, girl, if only. Right, right. But, um, I think the biggest difference we both have the same practice schedule, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they do have less games, and we have 12. Right. And have 43. <laughs> True. So, Pelicans is definitely a lot more time-consuming than sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when it comes to dancing, we do learn, like, a lot of the same styles or whatnot, but I just feel like we have a lot more of a workload put on us in a short period of time because we might have a game on Monday and then practice on Tuesday and then another game on Wednesday. So you kind of have to stay on your toes and keep up with all of your choreography and try to practice as much as you can outside before game days. Okay. That's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, so you're, you're in school in Baton Rouge, right? But you dance in New Orleans. How is that? How is keeping up with your schedule going? Or I mean, obviously it's going pretty well. You're in your junior year and doing well. But uh, can you can you talk about that? Oh, it is a wild ride. I honestly, these two years, I definitely wouldn't trade it for the world. Like it's been the best experience to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not hard for someone to go to a major school along with dancing for a professional team. Like, it's, it's really not heard of. Right. But, like, just the fact that I am doing it, I feel like I could set, like, send out a message, like, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. But if I could take a step back and, like, redo it all again, like, if somebody were asking me, mm-hmm. I probably would tell them, like, well, it really just depends on your schedule and, like, what you're willing to give up at the end of the day. Right. Because it is a lot of time, and it's a lot of work put into it. There's some days where, or weeks where I'm driving to New Orleans every single day. Mm-hmm. 
every single day. Right. It's just like you have to be really diligent when it comes to time management, scheduling your classes, taking your tests, doing your homework, practicing your dances. Like you really just have to be on top of the game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like if you want to live just that college life, I feel like it's something that you would want to do maybe after you graduate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, or like you want to do both, maybe take a lighter load. Okay. So, uh, were you uh were you on the squad when Coach Sorrels was on the uh, your coach? No, I wasn't. She actually had just quit the team before she came and coached at Lefty High. That's what she told me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But she was your cheer coach, though, right? She was my cheer coach, and I think it's so funny because one of my teammates that I have now, she was a same station, and she posted a picture one day, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's my cheer coach. <laughs> oh, and she was like, oh my gosh, like, Coach Matt? Oh, Miss Matt? I was like, yeah, like, that's my coach. Oh, and she was like, she um, danced with her for like four years, and Ooh. I was like, I think it's so crazy that... We share the same So, uh, you said you started around the age of 12, uh, mm-hmm. did, did you, can you, uh, call out or maybe think of any of your favorite dancers that you used to watch growing up? Right. So, like, people, this is really how people live their lives. And, like, I saw them 
dedication like that it took in order to be at the level that they are. And I never knew like what level I would want to dance on or, like, or where I would be. I just knew like I wanted to experience that limelight in some type of way. Okay. Okay. Well, you are uh, you're definitely doing a great job, Kennedy. Uh, uh, you're a successful student, and you're on a NBA dance team. So, shout out to you. Thank you so much. It's been a ride, but it's been an enjoyable one for sure. Definitely. Uh, before we wrap it up, Kennedy, I want to say I appreciate you again for being here with me. Uh, give a shout out to your or give you give us your Instagram handle. Absolutely, my Instagram is. Kay Nicole, it's K-N-I-E-O-L-E-E, there's two E's at the end, and Kennedy Daniel is my name, it should pop up. Alright, thank you Kennedy so much for being with us, I'm your host K-Pad, and this has been For the Health of It. Thanks so much for having me.